Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. I'm going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mental Health Today. I'm your host, Ken Stearns. And there's a little snippet of me kind of pontificating what I may find on the road uh, during my normal, my, my other podcast show, The Jar. And that common thread was mental, uh, mental health and just uh, all the mental illness struggles that I saw my guests go through. And, and they relayed the stories. And it's been an amazing journey uh, for me physically traveling across the United States. But it's also been an amazing journey uh, spiritually, hearing these stories of desperation, people overcoming it finding help, getting better, and then mostly, or maybe not mostly, but quite often turning those journeys into a personal passion where they end up jumping into the mental health space to do something about it. I had just a, actually the last couple of guests I've had here uh, where I'm at now in Santa Fe and then just previously in Durango, uh, a couple of people that have done just that. So I've got Sharon, uh, Sharon Rolf, uh, our next guest uh, today. And Sharon's kind of an interesting uh, character for me because I dive into an area that I have not cracked open yet, Sharon. I mean, I think this, you know, maturing communities and what goes on in maturing communities is, I mean, obviously it's going to be a massive amount of people entering into this space. And, and I haven't had anybody on the show. We haven't talked at all about, about seniors and the mental health. And I imagine this is like, if we talk about a silver tsunami, it's going to be a silver tsunami of people needing, you know, mental health conversations. And I, and I just wonder, you know, you can't, I don't know how you deliver that and how you manage that. It's great. People are going to be, a lot of people are going to be in homes, but a lot of people are going to be isolated and alone uh, and bored, which we just talked about a little bit. And that's a terrible combination for mental health. So with that happy note, <laughs> Sharon, welcome to Mental Health Today. Uh, thanks for being a guest. And hopefully by the end of this, you're going to make me feel so good about the situation. Uh, it's going to be a happy, it's going to be a happy ending. Yeah. What got me kind of started on uh, being a retirement coach was, um, I, I imagine it started, I was working at Boeing and somebody was telling me that, you know, the myth going around here is that once you retire, you die within three years. And that was oh like, my God, hit me in the heart. But I drove Lyft for a year um, while I was trying to pay down, pay down a debt. And somebody in my car said that myth was going around their job too. And it had nothing to do with Boeing. So um, to me, that speaks highly of, the boredom factor in retirement. Mm. And um, a lot of people, um, you know, when, when they don't have a, a business card anymore, they don't have a task to do, they don't have a team to work with, they don't have something to do in yes. retirement, they become bored um, because maybe their whole purpose in life was their job and mm -hmm. they didn't have yeah. any hobbies. Or the other thing, um, Ken, is that they might have worked tons of overtime. They might have been in a highly competitive job or that they were traveling so much. I think I think uh, pilots, in fact, I had a pilot in my car when I drove Lyft and um, 
they're in a different city practically every day. So where's their support system when they're not flying anymore? You know, have they, do they have a group of people that know and like Mm. and trust them? And they're, I'm starting to chew on the word belonging and community. And I'm Mm. not an expert there yet. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, so, um, the, the boredom factor, uh, you know, there's lots of distractions with Netflix and Hulu and um, 200 stations on TV and YouTube. Um, they're not interactive usually, though. There's nobody to talk to. There's nobody to brain. Um, mm. And so I have been working on a way to introduce my my uh self in a you know with some tips and so i actually just this morning did a tip on um on boredom and let's see i'm i'm scrolling through my page here um actually let me let me touch on the fact that i actually felt invisible most of my career why is that because i kind of made a vow when I was like uh, 18, 12, 14 years old, that I I kept saying like a hundred times, thanks heavens, he keeps his hands off me. Uh-huh. I, I, I wanted to not be visible. So I decided that I needed to make good grades. I needed to um, uh, not rock the boat and um, be very obedient. And it wasn't until just maybe even six months ago that I realized that vow to be invisible was all through my career. And that I needed to kind of break that Mm. in order to have clients find me. And- <laughs> yeah, right. That's right, right. Okay. okay, now you're like, the light goes on. Like, yeah, you probably don't want to be vi- invisible anymore. Yeah. But another thing that... Um, I, shortly after we chat, I took this webinar out of uh, England that said um, all about mental strength. So I like to talk about the mental strength of side because that mm. doesn't have the stigma that mental health does. And yet there can be a yeah. lot of similarity. So he was mm. saying that when you're facing a tense situation, talking to somebody that you don't know how it's going to go, or you're going into a meeting that... Um, that might be kind of touchy and uh, tense. And he said, well, first recall to mind a warm memory. Okay. And he said, hold that for 15 seconds and then All go right. into your meeting. And it'll go much better. And that was maybe yeah, the for sure. early days of neuroscience, you know. But um, I, and at that time when I was going through the web listening to his webinar, I thought, okay, my, one of my favorite memories was in third grade when I was asked to be a, a reader for the school program for Christmas. And, um, and they, and so I was like reader number two and there's three of us. And I thought, well, how do you, how do you be a good reader? Hmm, nobody trained me. So I, yes. third grade, you know, I'm looking around and saying, okay, it seems like those people that are in front of people in front of others, they need to speak up so they can be heard. They need to speak mm-hmm. slow enough so they can be understood. And you're supposed to look at your audience once in a while, <laughs> my contact. And that was my warm memory. And it, um, 
and the best part of it was at the end of the uh, program, when everybody was leaving, somebody came along and one or two people said I was their favorite reader. That made me feel so good because I had actually trained myself in a, you know, third grade way. (laughs) Anyway, but um, the, when I went back to try to use that nugget of of, um, truth about mental strength was when I um, went to uh, actually give a presentation at a conference about mental strength. And, and um, he said, the, the author said, I realized that when I control my thoughts, I control my life. Mm. And um, that reminded me of a time I was in um, Tampa, Florida. I had moved from Seattle area to, to Tampa, Florida. And um, I had been reading um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And um and really chewed on that. I, I loved what what it was training, but somehow along mm. that move that not knowing, I knew three or four people down there and rarely saw them, but I started, um, uh, I was looking at Joshua in one and two in the Bible. And, and Joshua one verses six through nine says, be courageous, do not be afraid. Uh, like about nine times, <laughs> be of good courage. And I started stomping my foot and saying, I refuse to live my life based on fear. Mm. That's a way of controlling my my thoughts. How many of Mm. us realize we can control our thoughts? Oh, yeah. What a great moment. Yeah. Is that, do you hear the phone? Do you hear the phone? Yeah, yeah. That's my You want to grab that? Yeah. You want to grab that real quick? Yeah. Let's just turn it. Yeah, let's just because otherwise that may go. That may go forever. Little uh, short break while we uh, address to some of the audio issues. No worries. Oh, there it is. We had a little alarm going off. <laughs> it's my reminder for launching love, fear, uh, love, fun, and acceptance. Uh, no, uh, and abundance. Love, fun, and abundance. I need more of that. Oh. Life. That's a little. Reminder to have some positive thoughts for a moment. <laughs> I, I have some reminders like that myself. That's so funny. Yeah. I, so. Yeah. Um, so very interesting. So you've you finished a corporate career and really realize you don't want to die after three years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so how um, how you you know how is that you get through that part and now you're on this another journey to try to help other people and to get people around you. And I mean, it's really beautiful. I, lo- I love this idea. What do you see? What does it look like in a couple of years? If things are successful, what do you, what do you kind well, of see in your imagination? I, I've become aware of a, of a program that, okay. So in my career at Boeing, I had seen myself as an empowerment facilitator. And mm-hmm. so I just transferred from the corporate setting and I said, well, I'll empower mm. boomers now. And um, boomers seem to struggle with having a new purpose without that job and, you know, the mm-hmm. something to, to, to be contributing to life. 
there's not, there's actually a big void of how to, how people can find ways to be involved. And I've got some resources that I've been collecting over the last five mm. or six years along that line, movies and, and websites and books. But uh, I actually wrote a book myself called Fresh Courage in Retirement. And I put a lot of those resources in the back of my book. But um, the, you know, a lot of people feel like they deserve to spend all this time traveling. I, I can certainly appreciate traveling and retirement because there's a whole different level of learning, you know, being yes. out in the world that, um, and that's kind of one of the, like the third or fourth reason I'm doing my coaching, you know, because <laughs> I want to travel too and figured I hadn't saved enough to do as much as I'd like to be in traveling. But um, the, the whole, once you forget that you're in charge now. Nobody tells you that when you quit your job, you have to get yourself mm. out of bed instead of your alarm clock. You've got to have a reason to do that. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You need a reason, right? Like, and I, I wanted to touch on this. I was, you know, and, and I'll let, kind of let you take off again. I, the biggest surprise to me is, you know, you have a schedule at work depending upon who you are, you're told, you're kind of told what to do, right? You got deliverables. It's pretty clear, you know, and, and if it's a good company like Boeing, it's very clear cut what you do, what season you do, when you do it, this, you know, in the fall, we do this. And, you know, in January, we start to, you know, we start our plan. And, and so you have this very rhythmic thing going on for 10 or 20 years in your life. And all of a sudden, you know, you get the gold watch and you get a smack on the fanny and out the door you go and you wake up the next day, probably at the same time you normally wake up, right? Like you have for 50 years. So, yeah, I think that just was the part that struck me is a great opportunity because, you know, maybe even the transition, your last six months of work, there should be talk about this, right? How to, how to start integrating a different schedule into your life so you don't just... Like there's just this thin, fine line. You're employed. Now you're retired. That seems like madness for a company like Boeing. Yeah. I, um, I started meeting with a friend here in Edmonds that um, she never has told me her age, but I figured she'd been retired long enough that uh, she could coach me a little bit on how is it, you know, in retirement. <laughs> okay. So she told me some of her interests and why she does them. And um uh, she travels some when her, her son actually handles her budget. So I don't know when she decides she's going to go visit various kids, you know, out of town, but it was the, whole, and, and I guess another thing I'd come across was even three years before you retire, have a, a process of thinking about how do you want your days mm -hmm. to be? You yeah, know, yeah. you know, I kind of, I think I wrote a, a column about um, sitting on a front porch with my dog, you know, having a cup of tea, you know, in the morning and watching the sun come up and um, smelling fresh air and that kind of thing. I, I don't remember adding to that picture. What was I doing other than watching things grow and um, where I live now, yeah. I almost daily take a walk. Sometimes I don't do it in the rain. I have to admit <laughs> 
but that's that daily walk keeps you mobile and that's very important mm. well i've gotten to be quite the um uh what a reputation about always taking dog biscuits with me so i tell people i i get kisses from dogs because <laughs> i've never married Man, kids you know so um that's my fun thing and i like to watch the squirrels and whistle at the crows <laughs> but you have to add <laughs> the other thing ken that is really important and i don't think people catch this easily at all and that is where we've been doing in our jobs we're getting paid to make things mm -hmm. um projects and so forth it's now time to live from your heart what do you want Interesting. to do? We don't know what we want. We don't know what will make us happy. Do you it's know been what buried. Makes... Yeah, do it's you know buried, what makes... Right. Yeah. So I'm still working on my list. I did write something last week about um, things I thought would be fun. And it just sounded like my vision board all over again instead of really, you know, like I, I've been trying to make myself a commitment to go down here to the waterfront that's just a mile away on a weekly basis how hard is that <laughs> but should walk I, to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you know I, make, make it halfway tomorrow and you know a little bit more the next day yeah there's a guy that lives in my building here that i see him down there practically every day so um he's he's doing a good job of that but um to me ken what what really gets me about having all this free time in retirement. What a blessing it is. But people that are bored stiff and can't imagine what to do next. Mm. Well, I have to admit, I started bouncing off the wall about three, four months into my retirement when, you know, my insurance and Medicare and all that stuff had been taken care of. I thought, how do I know if I'm productive? That was kind of important to me. And um, in my first day of coaching school they actually taught us how to um, know ourselves on the inside they call mm. it an essence statement i've kind of renamed it to be uh, to be your inner spark or your intrinsic okay. motivation and um when i at the end of having done this exercise over a couple of days they had to stand in a circle and we all had to read our our essence statement to each other and <laughs> okay. people were kind of choking up about it a little bit. And when it came to my turn, I, I thought nobody's ever asked me to reveal my soul before. It yeah. Welcome. Welcome to uh, welcome to this enlightened world of coaching and personal yeah. development. So here's, here's mine, Ken. I am precious jewel of wisdom. I am colorful wow. collaborator, motivator and learner. I am tranquil, authentic, and pure inspirer. I light fires. Beautiful. Now, what that represents about lighting fires is I want to light people's inner spark, to have mm. a reason to get out of bed, to be excited about what they can still contribute because they're doing it from what they value. There's nobody saying, you got to get your work done. <laughs> You get yeah, we have to make you gotta make that 14th widget today. Yeah. Or we don't, you know, we don't hit the number production, blah, 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 for the blah, 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 for the blah, 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 which matters nothing in the world of things. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that is uh, it very seems, interesting well, in journey. Fact, one of the lines I found was uh, Dale Carnegie says, uh, doing what you enjoy doing um, is always interesting and energizing. So I, when, when you get out of bed, because you motivated yourself to do it, you have a place where you mm. matter and you make a difference. It could be the Boys and Girls Club. It could be mentoring somebody uh, with one of the skills you have. It could be, um, well, in fact, I made up, I made up a future you book. It needs a different title, but I, I listened okay. about 50 things. If you have a hard time dreaming, I'll give you some ideas. So it could be just all these roundabouts. They need somebody to tend to the, you know, the uh, garden of the roundabouts. Or um, I, I heard of somebody following the, monarch butterflies through a season and i i think you start down in south america someplace and um what about Love. you know what about making a goal of touching the seven seas in the world mm. you know or singing uh taking a singing group to some prisons you know or um being a pen pal to somebody that uh, you've met and and build a bond with. It can be mm. as simple as extravagant as you can dream. But I come up with fifty ideas of of, of getting people to get some some um, delight yeah. flowing to find what that delight is. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, are there resources for for seniors right now and how to do this stuff? I mean, it seems bananas that that you're coming up with these ideas and there's, and, and it's in void of any other, there's no other like association of retired individuals doing good in America. Well, it's gotta are, be a thing. Yeah. AERP has some, I think they have um, a program um, that is like a job match. It seems like there's a couple of them and I, I should have them okay. at my fingertips, but um it's a good. It's a good place for me to go search around is the AARP website and to see what they're doing because that's this should be their thing. Yeah, AARP has in fact a purpose prize, and they've been doing this for about uh, twenty or thirty years. In fact, okay. I I saw a story and I wanted to put it in my book so bad. I hunted and hunted. I could not get back to this story that that I found about the Purpose Prize. And what amazed me about it, Ken, was that this um, gentleman, uh, he was Indian, East Indian. He mm -hmm. looked like a tall fella. And um, he decided, he noticed, he connected a couple dots. He noticed that um, if they were able to teach uh, eight and nine-year-olds computer skills, girls especially, Okay. It would save them from going into prostitution because okay. they were bringing money into the family and not yep. being sold. Yep. It's what amazed thing. me, women would understand that, but for a man to see that and, and, and commit himself to making a difference mm. there, whoa. So um, let's see, I'm looking through my chapter appendix here. Um, Foundations and compassion. Um, oh, okay. I did interview this guy's wife. I, I, I booked the call with him, but his wife came on and here she's founded a group called 
unstoppable foundation. It kind of flustered me because I didn't know what to ask her. It was a surprise. But she, one of the tips that she gave me that I've shared a lot is the easiest transition for going into retirement, if you want to grab something to hang on until you figure yeah. out what, and she says, do what you do for charity. Now, she had been given this by a mutual friend and she'd gone through an awful divorce. And he said, well, do something for others that will replace the pain yeah. in your heart. Mm, beautiful. And, and so um, somehow she was considering about that time to, to do something in Nepal. And so she said, well, if building one house in Nepal, you know, overcome that pain. No, 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 that, that's not going to do it. Ten houses? Uh, no, that's not enough either. She built a hundred houses. And all the logistics and, you know, uh, material wow. and all that. So that began the, the uh, unstoppable foundation. And now they're providing uh, teaching um, people in um, various countries. They, they kind of adopted a different country each year and they, they teach them how to provide um, health care or teaching or um, essential things that they need in the country to build a, a country uh, stronger and, uh, you know, a good foundation for a healthy mm. and prospering country. So um, it's been fun just even interviewing other people like you probably know. <laughs> you, we meet. Uh, you know, this is one of the best jobs, you know, in the, on the planet. Uh, talk about knowledge. I was just I was just sitting here thinking, you know, about how I always learn something from every guest and what a so, valuable chance it is. Yeah. So I have put together a resource list of about three pages of, like I say, some websites and some movies and some books. And um, and of course, you can get it from my book that's available on yeah. Amazon, Fresh Courage in Retirement. Finding purpose, essence, and fulfillment. I make these art blocks. When we have, when things are beautiful, they process in our brain differently. And so these are actually scattered uh, throughout my book. Um, in fact, one of my favorite ones is um, May You Feed a Hungry World Through Me. And I'm now realizing that's part of my life. You know, why I'm here. Yeah, that might be your purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and I, and I think you, you, I think we're kind of, we're getting close to the close and, and I think you touched on something that's was kind of in my head a little while ago, purpose. And with all the resources and everything else, you know, you can, you can try to go do a, you can go build a hundred houses. You can go do a lot of, do a lot of things for, you know, but is it your purpose? And I don't even know a hundred houses is going to satisfy somebody if it wasn't their purpose in the end, right? It might alleviate the pain from the divorce, but it's not going to replace. It's not, it may not become it or it may become their purpose. You know, they might get such joy out of it. Um, but I think this is the most powerful thing and helping people find their purpose. It's not easy to find your purpose. And I think sometimes it's only there when you look for it and you've got a desire and you're open to it. I don't think it's that easy. Um, well, yeah, again, so it's an interesting conversation. It, it kind of, one, one thing that we often miss in the search, Ken, is our values. 
do we mm. know what we value? You know, I value collaboration. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, there's something <clears throat> coming up in three, four months that I'm looking forward to because I can see the strength <clears throat> of collaboration that's in this new program. And it just so jazzes my mm. engine to get to learn how to do this with, and it involves um, finding collective intelligence and collective wisdom. And I don't have to be, they say, we're no longer the sage on the stage. We're the guide on the side. We get people to share uh, what they know and we just guide them and how to answer some pretty dynamic questions that they go home refreshed instead of just being talked at this totally different experience. No longer the sage on the stage. <laughs> you know, and what a terrible job to have, right? I mean, what a terrible, <laughs> what a terrible role to have be the sage. I never, you know, you'd never want to be, I'd never want to be branded with that. <laughs> what a terrible thing. <laughs> well, what I am branded with and I kind of created it myself is uh, the queen of courage on Instagram. I, I did see that. I was going to make, I almost put it in your, I almost put it in the name, right? I almost put, Sharon Rolfe, Queen of Courage, but I thought, oh, that might be a little too risque. No, no, it's in fact, um, this whole okay, Joshua one, the the courage, 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 courage. Um, yeah, having put it on, uh, oh my, well, fresh courage on my book title, but m one of my podcasts was a series was also called um, Fresh Courage in Retirement, but um. That's usually what's missing between what our dreams are and actually living our dream is the courage that we need to build up in them. To, to yeah, make I mean, reti you're retired. It should be easy, right? There's nothing, nothing, there's no loss. You don't have a job. You, you don't forget your reputation. Yeah. Just do it. Tell Just me how, it. how much courage you need, Ken. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Either either that or you just got to be a little bit uh, just silly. So, yeah, I do two, two or three minute videos every week. Uh, and there are a lot of them are on YouTube, uh, the Queen of Courage. And I, I started by lift, holding up my my art blocks right. and talking about why this is important. Of course, why it's important to me. But that's part of sharing my wisdom and mentoring others. Yeah, well, you should be able to mentor. You got a couple of gray hairs. Should be something <laughs> valuable. You might have picked up a thing or two along the way. I'm 75, and I brag about it. <laughs> you're 75? I don't. I, whoa, wait a minute. I thought I, you were. I thought you were more. I thought you were like my age. I thought you were 61 or 62. <laughs> no, I I live a pretty good life. No, Holy no hospitals, cow. no diabetes, no cancer. No, shoo shoo, go away. I won't take a part of that. Yeah, I'm not part of that plan. That's not that's not for me. I've I've given away my shares of all that stuff. <laughs> given away all my I, I got out of the line. I was in the cancer line for a while. I just decided it was too long. Too many people <laughs> in there. Oh well, it's a it's a really interesting conversation. You have, I mean, I have to say, Sharon, you've really got me thinking. Um it's one of my goals. <laughs> yeah. You you've had an impact on me today, and I like that. Uh this I'm going to start to search LinkedIn now for senior and elderly um, mental health. I'll, I'll, I'll use that plus mental health to see what other guests, because this is, to me, this is a, 
massive opportunity. Yeah, yeah what he, retirees want. Yeah, Ken Dykewell has been studying boomers for years and years and years. And he, uh, on several of the chapters in the back of the uh, each chapter, um, he would say where there's a deficit or an opportunity. Mm. And he admits that there is a big lack and making it easy for people to transition into retirement with figuring out what they would like to do. Actually, we have to ask ourselves and then go hunting sure. for it. But when I, when I teach people their inner spark, um, it, would e it easily leads into finding their purpose, I think, because now they know what, what motivates them from inside instead of from a paycheck or alarm clock. Absolutely. And those motive, man, that, that alarm clock will motivate your booty to get up um, because you got to go get the paycheck. And I've never actually said that before. <clears throat> That's the first time I said that. Better mark it down, write it down so you remember it. Yeah. Each one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget you're 75. <laughs> you might forget, you might forget something. Um, we'll have to do this again, Ken. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. It, very interesting. Well, and I'll be close to. I started my uh, Jar podcast in Washington. My first, my first city was um, Olympia, and then I ended up in Cooley City, in the middle of the state. Very small town. If you'd know Cooley, most I think most people in Olympia or in in um, Washington wouldn't know it. Uh, but I was in a, a no stop a no stoplight no stop sign town. That's right next to Cooley Dam. Grand, Grand Coulee Dam. It's right next to the Coulee Dam. South, yeah, exactly. It's right next to the Coulee Dam. There's a funny story about it, the whole thing. But, um, Sharon, thanks for being a guest. I really appreciate it. I, I really I love what you're doing, and I love that you are jumping into the space unabashed, trying to figure it out. And, you, you know, you, you're, not, you're not too worried about what happens or how you get there. You're just going to go. I'm the one that decides what stops me. You said that, and we said that in the beginning, right? You'd, I, I had somebody ask me when I started the Jar podcast, the tour. They said, "What if you, you know, what if you fail?" Well, I, and I didn't really know what the definition for fail. I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" I don't know. How would like what? what how would I define failure? I'm like, if I stopped, I guess that would be failure. I mean, I'd have a success up till then. It'd be some progress, but quitting would be failure. So yeah, I mean. You're successful until you stop. Exactly. Let's keep going. We're going to keep people going. Find, yeah. How, oh, I'm going to keep going. How do people find you? We got your, let me throw your banner back up. They find you at Sharon, R-O-L-P-H dot com. I also Where have else? effortlessvitality dot now, N-O-W dot S-I-T-E. Um, okay. This SharonRolf.com is kind of looks more like a canned website where yeah. effortlessvitality.now.site mm. uh, really expresses me in a much um, uh, and very nice way. Uh, I, I, I designed most of it myself. Yeah. Okay. Let's make sure you shoot me that in an email or something so I can get that in the show notes later when we yeah. go publish. Yeah. So this show, yeah. Get you a, a link to those uh, 50 ideas of what they can do in the future. Absolutely. So if you're, if you're 
Thanks a shout out for all the listeners, especially people listening to the recording. Uh, those, all of those links will be at the bottom of the show notes. So you can just drop down on whether you're listening on, you know, iHeartRadio or Spotify or iTunes. Everything will be down in the notes. Sharon, again, thanks so much for being a guest. Totally appreciate you. And you've given me a whole, a whole new thing to kind of, a whole new rabbit hole to go down in mental health. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for dragging me into another, into another, uh, another river. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening and supporting mental health today. You know, trying to do our little part in this corner of the, the universe, addressing the mental health crisis and guests like Sharon really highlight uh, the opportunities for all of us to kind of pull our share and pull our weight. Thanks again, Sharon. Hang around. I'll see you in 30 seconds. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it it changes all the time so if you change the way you look at things the things you look at will change